Thanks God, it's Friday, which means another good opportunity to talk digital. Welcome to our today's show and thank you for tuning in. Before I welcome our today's special guest, I would like to send my regards to Mallorca. Hi Chara, hi Gerhard, thank you for supporting and making this possible. Yeah, today we are focusing our spotlight on a field of technology that is uh, that has already moved a great many minds and made some politicians and even more journalists very nervous. The blockchain technology. Of course, we are not alone alone in this field. Uh, we have also invited the most competent help, Professor Katharina Adam from Berlin, who is also the chairperson of the Blockchain Association, along with a few others. Welcome, Katharina. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome, Sven. And it's a pleasure for me uh, staying here with you and having a talk about blockchain. The pleasure is on our side. Great that you made it possible to show up here and, and help us a little bit with this fascinating technology, of course. Yeah. Um, but before we start to talk about blockchain, of course, um, apart from blockchain and, of course, apart the fact that we both are professors at the same university in Berlin, um, please, would you like to tell us something about uh, yourself? What are you doing and what are you special areas of interest? Yes, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, as you said, we are at the same university and uh, I do lectures in corporate finance as well as in strategy development. And I think it's very obvious that blockchain um, is one of my favorite uh, topics because it is combining these two things. So very interesting. And um, what I'm doing, I do lecture, I do uh, blockchain business development with uh, students. So I give them use cases where we start to look into and we want to find out it does it really make sense to implement a blockchain can we make processes more efficient more smarter more smoother or is this just a fake what we are talking about and that's what we are what i'm doing with the students and uh, in this semester we are talking about a security app we want to install or we want to check out how cybersecurity can attack businesses and if could a blockchain solution help here in this field uh, the second one is a fire brigade app where we are talking about how can a fire brigade be supported by information they already do not have and how can there a blockchain can help to support things and so on. And the third one is um, I collaborate here in this field with two other universities, one from Miami and one from New Zealand. And we want to set up an environment where we look for small states and funding. We want to create a, to a token environment and we want to figure out how they can raise money for um, yeah, litigation issues. And that's what we're going to do this semester. I know it sounds exciting, yes. Let's, uh, but before we go into details, of course, um, the problem with with many of the language, uh, with many of the technologies, uh, new technologies, is of course that we always have a Babylonian language uh, as soon as they appear. Uh, so talking about blockchain or something that's the currency to buy some weapons or drugs on the black uh, on the darknet uh, other thing uh, that's the way to become very very wealthy in a quick way um, but i think both of these uh, views are not totally right can you help our uh, viewers with a little introduction into what 
is blockchain? How can we describe it? How can we describe it in simple words first? Simple words like to say blockchain technology can be seen as a distributed ledger which stores transaction details in a form of immutable records uh, on, a, on blocks. So uh, we can secure them and we, we will, um, yeah, using cryptography and so this, the overall package secures that that what is uh, stored on the blockchain cannot be manipulated or deleted or anything like this. And that makes it for some businesses for some processes very interesting so that's the dream of all people since uh, since quite a while who are uh, involved in documentation a, a document which can't be manipulated great yeah? that should have been available also already in the medieval age yeah, of course uh, one thing when when people are discussing blockchain one thing which appears sooner or later is always the keyword trust Uh, it's always dealing with trust, believing in central banks, believing in other peoples, believing in an anonymous uh, mass of people. Um, yeah, can you help us a little bit and explain why is trust such an important aspect when we're talking about blockchain technology? technology. Um, maybe I'm a bit, uh, I put a controversy right now on the table because the majority <laughs> of people start to talk about blockchain equals trust. And I would like to say, be careful with this. So what kind of, what, what do we feel? What is trust about? You know, Sven, you and I, we know each other and I would like to say somehow we trust each other, at least in some <laughs> ways. But how, how was that trust built? It was built on a personal relationship. So... And, and this is what a technology cannot overcome. What can a technology uh, serve? What can, what, what can a technology bring in in this field of trust? So when you have uh, several parties and working on a contract or on, on, I don't know, a business or whatever, how do you really know that you can trust them what they are doing? Again, I strongly believe that trust and the way we interpret this has to be built up by human beings and it can't be done by a technology. But the trust we are talking in terms of blockchain is a different angle of talking about trust. So it is not necessary any longer that we really have to um, yeah, check every document because as we said before, it is immutable. So we can trust that once it is written on that document, stored on a blockchain, in a block, it can't be manipulated anymore because this is instantly visible and that creates trust. So what we once negotiated, it is stored on that blockchain and then we now can move on. But Before we get contracts on that blockchain, we need to understand how trust, you know, trust between human beings uh, is built up or was built up. <laughs> No, this by proof, for example. Yes, of course. Maybe we can uh, go to one of these examples where blockchain technology has some 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 impact and to to demonstrate how trust is really uh, helpful. Of course, we have uh, these phenomenon, uh, newly phenomenon of decentralized electricity production, and it's not only decentralized electricity production because of windmills and, and solar panels and and stuff. It is also maybe decentralized 
decentralized consumption of electricity. And of course, there are some institutions in between, but uh, many of these institutions are not really trustworthy. At least some people have doubts about them. So some people suggested to, to use a blockchain solution to uh, solve that problem. Um, what do you think about that? Can you describe to our um, viewers a little bit about these examples and uh, what is the specific aspect of blockchain in this particular case? Um, again, it's not only one aspect, there are several aspects in it, but let me, yeah, <laughs> there's a bit more than just only one aspect. Um, so when the, 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 I would like to say one of the most prominent example is what we have seen in Manhattan. Um, there was Grid Singularity, uh, it is a startup um, based also in Vienna and they uh, went to New York, they um, were, or they, they organized um, that solar panels on the roof, they generated electricity and how can you assure that who is going to consume that kind of electricity and who is charged for this and who get the fee. So and this will, you know, we have, and that's, that's what the uh, energy market is about, we have uh, parties in that and we are not really somehow connected with each other there are some institution as you said they rule the game they they give us the the regulation how we have to do and how we have to um, yeah how we should be charged and uh, we have to take it as it is and now when we are seeing that that the renewable energies like also solar panels on our roof um, how can we make sure that what we put in into the uh, market that it's really um, that, that we make transparency, we bring transparency into the market to show who produced it and who is going to consume that and how could this be charged. So several aspects are in and we now could dive into every detail to check out where make blockchain solution, where is it useful or where is it just hindering the whole process and that has to be done by diving deep into the processes and get an understanding what can be backed up by a blockchain solution or maybe also where, uh, let's say, a common SQL database might be fit better into the system. That's, that's what always should be analyzed. So you're going to tell me that uh, if we would use this blockchain technology, I can just check who used the electricity uh, which was uh, created, which was gained on my rooftop? Who is going to use that? You, you, you can see, yeah, who is going to, to uh, ask for the uh, amount of, and you will not know that person, yeah, because you, what we do, we are going to use uh, cryptography, so you do not know, well, this is my neighbor, Mrs. <laughs> and tonight she needs a bit more electricity because of what, huh? What's going on there? You might probably want to spy her. No, that is not possible, but you get an idea of who is going and then who, who you can charge. So, and this is done with the uh, so-called um, cryptography elements which are in and blockchain. Interesting. No, this is a nice perspective. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Yeah, this is, and I'm looking forward to see that. 
the next example I would like to talk to uh, about uh, with you is, is uh, I know, not really your favorite example. And maybe there are several reasons why it is not your favorite example. But I think our viewers should also know something about, um, let's say, experiments or applications which were not that exactly positive. Yeah, and it's I'm talking about land re registration on blockchain. I know at the beginning of, of blockchain technology, when it's spread it around, uh, it was one of those ideas to say, okay, for countries like Greece or maybe Honduras, um, where there's actually no land registration uh, installed um, because of whatever reasons, uh, but they would love to have some possibilities to really register land to, to make sure that people who work on the land, who own the land, really keep on owning the land on the long side. However, um, can you tell our um, viewers a little bit about this example and maybe also where exactly the problem is of implementation? I guess it's not a real technology problem. Yeah. <laughs> technology problem the implementation is based on who now has uh, is confronted with transparency so what you mentioned Honduras as an example and I like to, to refer to that uh, they implemented they, they did it quick and fast and it turned out that uh, the people who are working in that field let's say in the registration offices and so on um, yeah, the transparency is a problem for them because probably corruption is quite a little bit more f common in a country like this and you can't be corrupt any longer if you have such system in your system, in your registration offices. And then that was one of the reasons why they said, yeah, pretty good idea, we like it, but Mm, we go back to our old system. So, and that's what is happening. So we have to understand, we also need a shift in the mindset. What are the, the positive aspects? But um, bringing this in in one, let's say, single um, area just to, to, make, or to, to make things more transparent. Um, there is in countries like Honduras, it is really hard and difficult because um, who owns the country, who wants to set the claim on that and who is not really willing to share what somehow belongs to them. And blockchain bring in that transparency and this is very often not wanted. So what is the result? Uh, we also, I, I, me myself, I also uh, made a proposal towards the... Um, Finanzministerium here in Germany and I went, I never will forget that and I went to them and I, 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 I introduced what I wanted to do with them and never ever I will forget how that guy looked at me and he, you know, we sat in front of a table, he grabbed the table and he said, how do you dare? How do you dare to come up with such a revolutionary idea? That's a no-go. And that was really, it was in 2016, so not so long ago. But there is a shift in mindset right now visible. And they start to think about probably it could be an idea. But we have uh, a federal system here in Germany. Um, the nicety is that we only have uh, two main software packages which are working together with all the um, federal um, uh, offices but we need to 
bring it to the overall understanding that it could be helpful and right now it's like well we have other problems not not that is not a real issue it is working so well in germany why should we implement a blockchain solution it makes no sense from our perspective and that's it sometimes with blockchain you are too early if you are going to explain uh, new business ideas sometimes it's too early and uh, people cannot get it so what you're talking about or what what you mentioned are two typical examples which we are facing often when we're talking about digitalization projects of course uh, one thing is uh, if there is an existing system and typically we have existing systems to what quality whatsoever um, but if these systems are then under threat to be exchanged by a completely unknown innovative technology of course people start to think about uh, better stop that <laughs> and the second big problem is of course always uh, at the same time a big advantage but transparency is often not only a big advantage for some people but also always a big disadvantage for others yeah <laughs> and, and not everybody loves uh, to others to be able to look in its card uh, in its deck yeah of course thank you for that yeah and <laughs> yeah sorry yes Sven, to interrupt you i think it's not only that we can talk about transparency what we should also take into account while talking about how to apply uh, apply a blockchain in a useful context um, we talked about trust and trust i would like to refer to data so what kind of data do we use right now in our daily businesses and here i think you see we have uh, tons of opportunities because today we need to trust that these data will be handled with care and if i would back this up by a clever smart blockchain solution i think we we can uh, create a benefit for all participants i would like to give you an example just just you know we are now in the pandemic uh, situation we sit at home we sit in front of our laptops and doing all these things and uh, probably you will also be thrilled by the announcement of this of this monday that there is a a, a vaccine and in in very few time we it, it will be overcome that that we will not suffer so much under the covid 19. so but if we also heard that the the vaccine must be stored uh, by minus 80 degree no? So, and who is really prepared for storing that kind of, of vaccine by minus 80 degree? So we need a supply chain, we need a, a, a distribution system where we really can assure that this is done. How can this be done? How, isn't there kind of a likelihood that uh, people maybe want to somehow manipulate things? I just can tell you there there are a lot of there are a lot of scenarios probably that's not the first one you take into account but there are a lot of scenarios especially when you talk about supply chain um, and and uh, the insurance companies who is going to pay if something is you know for instance take that example the supply chain was not 100% fully uh, with minus 80 degree so how who, who has to pay that some uh, uh, a batch is not useful you have to destroy that who who has to pay the producer 
BioNTech or is this uh, the, the, the one, the, the, the um, uh, distribution service? Is this uh, the, I don't know, who has to pay? Yeah. Which insurance has to step in and has to pay for that? And that's the part when we can show and we can track things, we can bring transparency again into and then we can assure that we especially, or at least we know where that mistake happened. Of course, that, that, that's uh, not not uh, long before uh, COVID, of course, uh, not only with COVID, we have these interesting uh, discussions often where we say, okay, where are the spare parts from? Uh, are we using spare parts to build in airplanes? Uh, do these spare parts are really produced uh, or are these really original ones or uh, are we talking about uh, some some fake stuff or if we are talking about uh, nutrition already said so indeed uh, was it always uh, right temperatured and and then of course um, it's very difficult to follow up uh, unless it is automatically documented that's definitely a use case I, I have another use case which which uh, which I was thinking about when we are talking since uh, we are both working at the same university um, one of these famous things we are doing is uh, we are producing diplomas and people are proving <laughs> that they learned uh, for example blockchain technology from us uh, but uh, in the past sometimes people tried to save some time and did not like to spend hours in our university rather than producing their diplomas on their own. That's a really difficult thing because it's a comparable easy to produce them on your own. Uh, do you have an idea how to use blockchain to prevent these kind of fake? Yeah, there is still um, there are some some um let's say, researchers working on that and, uh, for instance, the um, Midweider University and I'm a part of that, we, we, we try to figure out, not we try, we, we, we want to figure out how to make it better <laughs> and it, it is, again, it is possible to, um, yeah, to store the, the um, grades you received while running through specific courses that you can store that on a blockchain at least that you will the final document which is generated that you then store that on a blockchain and you get a QR code and for instance an employer they can check via QR code whether that certificate uh, um, an applicant uh, brought in is a real one yes or no because then you can directly refer to what is stored on the uh, blockchain uh, of a university does it make sense is this correct or yes or no because you are right Sven it is really pretty pretty easy to fake <laughs> your grades we have already tested that and um yeah it is you just have to buy the right uh, font size the right fonts and then you know put it in and with a bit of effort um it is possible to fake all these certificates and that's one of the reasons why a lot of universities are working on this because um, for the students who really put a lot of effort into their studies they are somehow um, it's not fair towards them and that's the reason why fairness is also part and that could be we could, could deliver a good solution 
That's a story about trust and transparency. Yes, some do uh, get benefits out of it, some others lose, of course. Yeah, but we want the right people to benefit. Yeah. Okay. Another completely different topic is uh, just like always when new technologies appear, also uh, people start to think about the big disadvantages, and uh, it was very surprising for me at that time. But uh, then people started to claim that blockchain technology will contribute significantly to the global warming. Um, is this true? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on whom you're going to ask. So there are people who are going to tell you, well, because of the energy we are going to use for the mining, it is not uh, located in, in, let's say, Europe, because here energy is really expensive. So you can go to areas where it is not that expensive. But in total, we have to say that the uh, consumption for, for a transaction is... Um, is too expensive honestly for for just you know transfer a bitcoin from a to b so um just to that there is an institution it called cambridge bitcoin electricity consumption index and they are always um yeah telling you how much uh, you are going to use while you know doing all the stuff on the bitcoin blockchain and um, i think the majority of uh, people they are aware of that this is a problem and uh, we have to invent something new but the the community is we are working on that it's not that we do not know that problem and so other companies other like not only the the, the core bitcoin blockchain other blockchains are in the market and they don't need that much electricity so therefore it's not a problem which we cannot solve um i would like to put it aside and say yes you are right which belongs to the bitcoin blockchain uh, but there are the other opportunities which are already available on the market um they are much smarter and they do not consume that electricity so for all guys who are thinking about using a blockchain technology and their business processes <laughs> you are highly welcome don't be afraid of uh having such a mass and consumption uh, energy consumption it is possible to make it in a much smarter way <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's something we learned. So there's a problem, but immediately we have an innovative solution. I, I like that very much, yeah. Uh, Katarina, it's a big tradition uh, with our little uh, program here to offer our guests a 60-second slot at the end of the broadcast uh, so that they can use for their specific things whatever they would always love to tell the people, what they always love to tell the people uh, or to to, 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 to promise the people whatever uh, for example I've heard you published recently a book um, would you like to talk about um, some of these aspects in the next 60 seconds oh I don't know whether this is enough for 60 seconds but yes I would like to uh, the book is about uh, business processes and again I'm highly uh, convinced that not all and every process needs to be backed up by a blockchain solution. So you first have to find out where is your pain point in business and what are the problems you really want to solve. And uh, maybe there are existing, uh, let's say, um, yeah, databases which 
fit much better than a blockchain solution. But this is what you need to find out. And please don't use blockchain as a fig leaf. It is much better than just only a fig leaf. It is full of excitement and you can explore every single day so many good, nice opportunities. And I just want to invite the audience there. So dive into and give yourself a chance finding out more about blockchain and how to implement it in business processes. Thank you. Great. Yeah, that's uh, good to hear. Yeah. And, and so maybe those uh, of our viewers who would like to get some further information, um, there is a book uh, where you can do so. And of course, it's an important last uh, message. Uh, the new technology does not solve every problem. And indeed, uh, if you have bad processes, work on the processes before you start to use technology to improve them. Because if you improve bad processes with technology, then you have high-tech bad processes. Thank you very much, Katarina. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And <laughs> thank you thank you for making it possible, of course. And please tune in again Friday, uh, next Friday for the next Friday Chill Out. Thank you very much and have a good day. Stay healthy, please. Thank mm -hmm. you.